Today's sponsor of the Anecdotal Experience podcast is Allstate Renters Insurance. I once fell asleep watching Criminal Minds while I had the stove on. My entire apartment complex burned to the ground along with all my belongings. If only I had renters insurance or was watching a more exciting TV show. Today's Anecdotal Experience podcast, a little hot on the mic. John Vice is on the podcast today. John's a dad, new dad. Was it like being a dad? I didn't know. Sometimes it's hard to meet people that are dads and can really level with you and be honest. Because I feel like everyone's got to pretend that they love being a father. Uh, I don't. That would bum me out if someone said, yeah, I have a kid now and I regret it. Uh, if I could go back in time and not have this kid, I would. Imagine that. No one's going to say that. Um, but this was fun. I knew John before he had a kid, so... I can tell he's being honest with me, and he seems seems like he's happy. He's gonna sell you on having a kid. You're gonna go get knocked up or knock up someone, have a kid out of wedlock, your parents will be mad. Let's do this episode, like the Facebook page. Should I talk during it? Yeah. Cause it was, I kind of, I don't know. We ended up just talking about, cause he's like from Christianity. Mm-hmm. We like grew up same church and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of stuck with it in a way. And then I kind of, I ended up just being like, honestly me grilling him about Christianity and what he believes. Right. It's going to be in it, like the most intense episode I've ever done. Wow. How long did it go? Hour 20. Nice. Yeah. But it was, I don't know. I'm interested to see how people, you There's know. a lot to talk about. Um, oh, man. When it comes to people's values and beliefs. Yeah. Because, and then everyone has a different, differing point of view, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And I got kind of, I didn't want to be, a, I don't know, like attacking him. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But sometimes it's hard not to. Right. But if you're, if you label it attacking, but it's not really attacking, it's really just being. Curious curious but even on a more aggressive note like you're being a little bit um geez i mean it's a good interviewist i think yeah if that's a word yeah um it's a good you know you're challenging that's the that's the word i'm looking for you're challenging him to because i mean a lot of people can especially in this day and age with with the internet and stuff a lot of people can say shit but where's where's the meat where's the support for it yeah so when you challenge someone like that i think it's i think that's where it's at me too. I think so. I and think, if you got an hour and twenty out of that, yeah, <laughs> that's big. it's a lot of me. That's big. Yeah, but I don't know. But yeah, it was a lot of that because it's like it was a lot of that. I have those questions, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna ask you. Well, right, because of your background, same thing. I mean, I know you guys. What you just said, you went to the same school, but yeah. at the same time, like I've heard your podcast before, where you talk about your, uh, where you're at with religion. Yeah, you know, and you talk about your kind of in there but you don't know exactly where maybe i mean i think you have a i think you have like a pretty strong yeah like a structure right but i mean at the same time i feel like you have maybe some yeah i think we're all kind of there though i think so i think we're all kind like i don't think i think it's absurd when people are absolute yeah yeah that's what we talk about yeah what's truth and he's the guy he's like i'll tell you he says he because he knows i have truth 
I know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. And, I, and then in my head, I'm trying to... It kind of got circular because we were kind of arguing earlier in the day. It gets tough, man. And sometimes it can get real like tense where I'm like, all right, dude, I think we're just done here because I think we're talking in circles. Things are just a disconnect, you know? Did it get combative? No. No. Just, just kind of... Never redundant, maybe or redundant. Yeah, it just—I mean, it would never like we're really tight. It would never get like real, like you're dumb or anything. It's just like we're just—I don't think we can understand each other. Yeah, I don't—I don't think if if you if you're having a debate of whatever kind and neither side is willing to relinquish any kind of yeah, whatever you're gonna be like like with the yeah. Ken Ham and Bill and I debate. Oh yeah, what's the point? Yeah, there is no point. I mean. Yeah. And people who are, you know, more on the Bill Nye side are kind of like, well, Ken Ham just said, he just kept referring to the Bible. And, yeah. You know, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. And right. then people who are on Ken Ham's side are like, yeah, it's in the Bible. Right. So it's true. Bill Nye, what's he got? Like, yeah. Some rings in a tree? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's the it's same like, thing. Yeah. Everybody's got an argument, a rebuttal. Science so, can be your Bible. You know? Yeah, for same sure. thing. For sure. It's a belief. It's, you know. I think all you really have is what you know personally, because we've all been told things. We've all been like, oh, we've all been told global warming is a thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think when people criticize other people for denying global warming, mm -hmm. and I'm always kind of like, well, what do you know? Right. You're just believing something you've been told. Have you right. experienced global warming? Can you explain it? Right. Can you, can you just break something down? I can't. I can't. I believe global warming's real because of all of our pollution and all of our everything that we're doing to the atmosphere. But it just makes sense. Yeah. Right. It's just it's kind of just like an organic thing too. It's like a process of time. Like, you know, these things happen and then we're 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 driving I mean, how much traffic do you sit in every week? Yeah, man. Each car's just pumping. I don't even like having my windows down on the freeway. Yeah. It's bad. I notice man. yeah, I notice I drive on the freeway enough with my windows down, my hair's greasy. Oh really? Like the shit gets in your hair. Yeah, you never notice that. I don't have my windows down ever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like if I have my windows down too much in the car when I'm driving, especially in like a high traffic area, and it's long enough, yeah. my hair gets like shit. Like you could, there's. Really? Yeah, for sure. Oh man. And then if I keep, you know, and then lately I've just been keeping my windows up, AC on, right, and. Uh, you know, especially with Lennon having a baby oh, and yeah. having her in the back seat, I'm like, mm, I don't know about this, you know. Yeah, dude. Keeping the windows down. I mean, you can't protect kids from everything, but you can prevent shit, you know? That's a good segue, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, the yeah. paranoid father. <laughs> yeah, you try to you try to prevent everything, you know, but... Yeah. Um, How, uh... You can't. Yeah, where do you draw the line? That's a question. <sighs> okay. Man. Your... Is there some concern? Because there's so many, you know, people. Do you like baby proof your house and all that stuff? Um, we put, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we did some baby proofing. Yeah, because there's got to be some. Just make sure small. Sh do you cuss on this podcast? Yeah. No, just make sure. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> just make sure that small shit's not in their reach. You know, if you see something on the floor that, because that's where she, that's where she rolls. You know, yeah. that's where she's at. She's down there crawling around, and there's like a, whatever there, just pick stuff up and. Yeah. Does you do you get stressed out about just do you have anxiety in general all the time worrying about where your daughter is? No, you don't. No, you're not. Okay. No, I'm. No, no. Mm -mm. You don't have that. Nope. Um, there's definitely times where you're uh, where my I guess alarm goes off. You know, like you know, for instance, if uh, there's a dog around. 
Yeah. You know, she, oh, I bet. she wants to crawl and chase it. And, and the dog, you know, may not... And this is and this is speaking from experience. A dog yeah. is an older dog and is not used to having a baby chasing right. it. And you can tell it doesn't like it. And then the baby doesn't know any better. So it's like, you know, wild, wild hands smacking the dog. And you're like, no. Like, my alarm went off real oh, quick. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're done. Yeah. Okay, you're done. And it's not fair to the dog either. No. You know. The dog feels threatened. It's going to attack. You're in his personal space. Yeah. Respect the bubble. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you got to be careful. For, you know, a lot of things like that. And, uh. That would freak me out. Just the idea of even the cat. Mm-hmm. Like occasionally, I'll let the cat out that door and mm-hmm. let it hang out outside, but I'll forget it's out there, mm-hmm. and then I'll hear it clawing, mm-hmm. and it'll freak me out because I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I left that cat out for like a day or something? Right. Which wouldn't happen. But even with a cat, I get super paranoid if I left enough food, if I left enough water. I feel like with a child, you kind of—they're way more needy too. They can't defend themselves. They're dead. They can't defend themselves. Yeah. So you are their first line of defense. Yeah. In multiple ways, and um, and sometimes that causes clashes with people. What do you mean? Well, like you know, um, there's you know grandmas and grandpas and aunts and uncles and cousins and sisters and you know whatever and certain people have a. What you um, won't let people hold your baby? No, it's not. Not at all. I wouldn't. No, no. When people no. ask me to hold their baby, I'm like, "That's you are a bad mom." <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want your kid to be antisocial. Yeah, you don't want your kid to be afraid, and that's a natural thing that babies go through. Around like eight, nine, ten months, they automatically start becoming, you know, what do you call it? Stranger danger sets in, and yeah, people they don't know that hold them, they get fussy and upset. they, they don't want to be with them yeah when they're younger they don't it, it's no difference but when they get to a certain age it's already it's present yeah but yeah like with um you know sometimes and it ties in with what i was saying about you know being the alarm going off right you know and like certain people will have a perspective of oh that's no big deal it's not gonna hurt them it's like well but i'm her dad and i would yep. respect uh you if this was your situation but this is my situation so Please respect, you know. That and this some is my want, child. Right. And people, yeah. sometimes people, maybe they've already raised kids and they have, you know, this is what I did. And, yeah. And everything worked out fine. And I'm like, well, that's fantastic. What have you run into with that? Um, like, what sort of things will people do? Well, I don't know, man. Um, you know, you take, like, uh, people who raised kids 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more information out there nowadays right as far as what's um what's good and what's not good and what's dangerous dangerous and what's what leads to what you know before they might not have known that this you know people used to smoke in the car with their kids right and now it's like you see someone smoking in the car with their kids and i'm like you you motherfucker like (laughs) yeah like gas chambering your child yeah yeah, like you son of a bitch but so a lot of that's changed and, and, and i'm not you know, just there's things that happen with, you know, out people outside of your, your uh, you know, your little family unit yeah. where people want to tell you that this is okay and that's okay. But then you're like, well, maybe it is, but I'm not ready to accept that. Let me. I think it's okay dad, to just say like, dude, I don't care what you believe about this. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting this near my child. Exactly. And I'm her dad. Yep. So get f***ed. <laughs> yep. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I think, what about this? Do you feel like sometimes when you tell people to get f***ed, 
not let's say that's super rude way to put it so if you just tell someone hey maybe we don't let my kid play with the dog yeah do you feel like they kind of take it personally as if you're saying to them oh you were a bad parent because you let your kids play with a dog do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, and I don't know. Be, you know, that's their frame of mind. I'm not exactly sure. It's not like um, they've expressed that to me. I mean, I guess they do in a sense of, well, it's not going to hurt them. Yeah. You know, that's not a, that's nothing wrong with that. But then it's like, well, okay, but this is my perspective. I'm her dad, and I appreciate it if you would just respect our wishes. You know, because yeah. my wife and I kind of share the same ideal we share the same viewpoint on right. a lot of how to how to do things with her, especially regarding food and. Uh, regarding uh, her safety, I mean, I mean, of course, everybody wants the baby to be safe, right? But you know, at the same time, with food, like I'm, I'm not looking forward to hot dogs, right? You know, cut up hot dogs out of the microwave. Yeah. that's not something I'm, you know. Yeah, baby formulas are expensive, yes, but I'm definitely not looking forward to slapping some. Yeah. cut up hot dogs and mac and cheese and putting it in front of her either you know yeah. and, I, and I don't want to create allergies by you know w- w- you know keeping her from a bunch of different stuff but yeah. at the same time there's a lot of good stuff out there to eat you know? yeah and a lot of times people with a baby it's all about that first experience what like, do you mean ooh like can't wait to give her ice cream and, baby's oh, first ice cream can't wait con? to give her this and yeah. give her that and, da, 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 da. and it's like whoa whoa pump the brakes like Okay. Yeah, I'm not trying to be, you know, strict about it, but just take it slow, calm down. Yeah, you know, we're gonna set, we're gonna figure out things for her um, at this stage. Yeah, if she gets older, she wants to do whatever. That's up to her. But for now, like, I want to give her the opportunity. Like I said before, we're her first line of defense. Right. She has I'm no not, control of her own exactly. life. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to be feeding her hot dogs and right happy meals all the time and stuff like that you, know? you can like get her to the point where she has her own free will to eat, free will to eat hot dogs and macaroni i think hobbies i mean hobbies um what do you call it um oh shoot um it's it's easy for um damn it i've lost Wait, hobbies right not hobbies that was the okay. wrong one. okay complete opposite getting her what you start them on now yeah. is habits. Habits. There you go. Yeah, yeah, Not okay, habits. Yeah, yeah. Habits. Yeah. Habits are easy to make and hard to break. Right. And I think if you start her off on a good path, and you know, later in life she'll have a maybe a better understanding of what's. Good True. for her body and not so good for her body. You but know? what else? Education. Not force. Not force. Yeah. Not saying you can't eat that. But right. Here's the alternative, and this is going to make you feel good. This is make you proud. Like you'll feel. Here's why. Yeah. This Not is just why. don't eat the hot dog and macaroni, but here's why it's yeah. gonna benefit you. Here's this YouTube video of these grinders. No, I'm dude. Kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would never. I do thought about it. Well, I don't I would know. Never do I that. would probably yeah. fuck I, the I kid could, up. I could yeah. explain it, but I would never show them that. No. Not no. That's something that they would figure out on their own when they're going through their yeah rebellious they're like hippie phase or whatever woke ass phase well i think what's really interesting (laughs) about what you said is i've seen that what because i think when i was a kid i was taught a lot of like don't why not don't like i didn't there was no explanation for why i wasn't supposed to do certain things Mm -hmm. and i've seen people i grew up with whose parents held the reins too tight and they were not trying to form healthy habits, but just keep kids from doing bad shit. And when those kids had the opportunity to make their own decisions, they just went 
off the rails and turned into total degenerates. The preacher sons. Preacher sons, yeah. yeah. Preacher son, yeah. I mean, scary. I mean, that's just a that's just a, a thing. I think everybody has. You know, you get told not to do something. You're like, why? Yeah, it must why? be awesome. Why am I not supposed to do that? Right. Now I want to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. It's that. I need that explanation. You know, it's like I I try not to. Even now, she's only 11 months old. I even try to um, avoid saying the word no. Why? And, and it's hard. Is that something you're supposed to do? Well, for one, at her age, they don't understand. Like kid, babies at her age don't understand the word no until they're past a year old. Yeah, they're say just, no all yeah. day. They'll they'll pick up that your tone changed and your facial expression may have changed, but saying no is just a sound. They, I mean, they're not okay. going to understand what's going on. But uh, redirection is probably um, my wife tells me is the way to go. Um, okay, it makes sense. You know, if, for instance, she loves we. You know, at our place, the stairs go up two stairs, then there's a landing, and then it turns to the right and goes up the stairs. Yeah. But those first two stairs, there's no posts, there's no nothing. There's yeah. just two stairs that jut out from the stairwell. Right. She's so attracted to them. She climbs them, she gets up on the second step, reaches for some things that we have hung, you yeah. know, there's pictures and a horseshoe and some other things that are hanging there and she just ah wants to grab them. Yeah. But instead of, you know, when she cli- when she starts making her way over there, you know where she's headed and it's like you can sit there and say no all day. And, and I've done that and it doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. She's right. just like, okay. Like she'll look at you. Well, I'm going to do it later. Or I'll just do it now. Okay, yeah, or whatever. <laughs> like she'll she'll like, look yeah. at you because she hears the tone change, but then she just turns back around and goes to it. it it's not, it's ineffective. Right. So, and, and, and so what the better thing is just kind of go over there and maybe pick her up and bring her back to the play mat and say, where's baby or where's your water or you know and, and we do sign language with her so okay. sometimes you won't even voice it you just sign it and then you'll see her mind start working and she'll start looking around and and she'll find whatever you're asking for right so you can kind so of correct it you're not telling her no all the time yeah. which I have a, I'm, I'm bad at it like I'm bad because it's I think it's like just the net I think I don't know maybe it's just the natural thing to do um you know, you, you see them doing something you don't want them to do, and you're like, yeah. no, 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 no. Hey, wait, no, right. no. But it doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, because they'll just do it when you're not trying to stop them. Right. And right. then what's going to happen when they're seven, eight, nine? you know? I mean, yeah, you, you can't just say no all the time. You have to have some kind of redirection. You have to have some yeah. gui- guidance, right? Like parental guidance, you know? You have, to, you have to be the adult in the room and figure out how to <laughs> get them to stop doing what they're doing without making them realize that you're making them stop doing what they're doing. Yeah, and I do. What if that, what about the <laughs> idea challenge. that, well, oh, yeah. What about the, sometimes I always had, I, okay, I was raised on negative reinforcement and some positive reinforcement. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of us over a certain age were. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, even still today, but. I For think. sure. But I, I mean, I was positive and negative mm-hmm. when I was younger. I don't know, maybe positive more, but all I remember is the negative. Mm-hmm. I got my ass beat a lot. <laughs> but I think I turned out okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm happy with the way like I am now in terms of discipline and authority. Mm-hmm. So, do you, I, I don't know, what do you think about when, as you're, you know, raising a child who's very young now, what are your ideas currently for how you plan on disciplining? That's a. Um, it's like a cool young parent. That's an ongoing thought you know? in my mind, man, because she's not really there yet. And right. I have friends that have children, and I've watched them uh, discipline their kids. And, you know, there's a couple of them, you know, that I admire 
yeah. way that they discipline their kids and they have great kids and I don't I don't know where to go with that. I mean, you ask me in a year or two right. years, you get a different answer. But as of right now, it's one of those. That's one of the things that I wor- that I not worry about that I think about yeah. a lot. Like, okay, when it comes time for discipline, how do I do this th- that's going to be effective and non physical? Because I don't right. want to spank. I don't want to resort to physical right. punishment. I don't. I just don't. Yeah. It doesn't. Doesn't. It doesn't jive with me. I don't like it. You know, I don't think yeah. it's necessary. We have this brain that's so powerful that you can use right. if you know how to tap into it. You can, you can, you know. You but can, I do think there's something about physical. Here, I'm just gonna. It's the threat. It's the fear. It's fear, you but whoop also that ass enough, and then next time when you give them that look, and that looks related to that last right. ass whooping, then it's like they fall in line. It's chemical. But yeah, but is it okay. necessary? Here's what I'm saying. I think people think of physical abuse as um, the end all for like how you could fuck up a child. But I think physical, I'm just saying, I'm playing the devil's advocate. Physical <laughs> abuse is easy. It's simple. As long as a parent's not actually taking their anger and emotion out on the kid, mm-hmm. it's simple. It's just like you misbehaved. I'm going to slap your ass appropriately <laughs> hard and you won't do that again because of the negative reinforcement versus like and there's levels of like emotional manipulation that i think could far more fuck up a kid absolutely you know i mean you get to the emotions in the brain and yeah that thing i mean that's way more powerful than anything physical yeah like, and, that, and that's not just kids that's adults anything i mean For sure. you can really you can really hurt people with that kind of stuff but as far as physical discipline goes, it's just not my bag, man. You just don't like, want to do that. I don't. It's not even that I don't want to do it. It's just it goes against everything that I believe. Yeah. I you pacifist. I can't see. I can't see a time where I would grab her by the wrist and you know smack her butt. You know, I just right. I don't, it's just like what. Yeah. Like let's sit down and have a conversation, and let me explain to you why what you just did is bad and what it could result in. Yeah. Let me explain that to you. Let me let me get into your head a little bit. And maybe that's challenging to do for someone at a young age for them right. to grasp what you're saying. But mm-hmm. if you're saying things enough and you're explaining things enough, I have, I have no doubt that it would resonate at some point. Yeah. You know? We'll have to... I didn't get whooped a lot. You didn't? No. Really? Nope. My mom was big time against it. How were you disciplined? Uh, you know, sent to your room. Okay, grounded. Um, I had soap in my mouth before, okay. um, which, you know, it's just a taste. I don't know if it sucked so yeah. bad, you know, but... Um, you still said <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that only happened like once, to be honest with you. But yeah, I mean... And I mean... I what effect... Because I, I think about what discipline affected me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's like all of it because I did get grounded and I got I oh, I got grounded yeah, yeah I got all sure. that sort of stuff stuff taken away from you yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. man I kicked my mom one time <laughs> I got all of it I got grounded I got I got we were at Disneyland Disney World and I kicked my mom because I didn't want to leave this place ended up she you took, kicked your mom at Disney World kicked her in the heel we were leaving like an area I didn't want to leave I remember it vividly I can see if you kicked your mom at Kmart yeah but nope Disney it was the happiest place on earth I kicked my mother but I had like 20 bucks worth of spending money that my parents had given me mm-hmm. 
took it all away, spanked me, had to like spend a day in the hotel room. Uh, but all the above in that, I think everything about mm-hmm. that, I was just always, my behavior was always being corrected one way or another. You know? Yeah. I mean... It didn't matter what. There's a line there, and, and I don't know what it is yet. I'm not there yeah, yet. I right. have no experience on it yet, except yeah. for maybe from when I was a kid. But right. I think a lot of times parents uh, overstep their boundaries with How discipline. So? Like, um, sometimes you're saying no, sometimes you're saying don't, sometimes you're pulling them away from things when you don't need to. Right. Why are, yeah. like, you know, I catch myself even sometimes, you know, um, you know, taking her away from something or doing whatever. And I'm like, well, she, it's not hurting anything. Right. Just let her do it. Yeah. But, I but think you're worried about something preemptive. Some uh, adult thinking. And I'm yeah. like, oh, well, that's going to lead, you know, that's right. Gonna lead. And then no, just relax. Yeah. Let them wander a little bit. Yeah. Wander, you know? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like a, when she was a little bit younger, I used to be really, um, worried about germs and stuff you know like, yeah oh my god like don't let her touch this and touch that and it's, yeah but then it's like well then you got to keep in mind the immune system yep if you're not introducing things to the immune system that's going to teach it how to block right germs and and this that and the other then you're gonna set them up for failure it's the same thing with life too mm-hmm. it's sheltering yeah. regardless of what way they're gonna encounter proverbial germs or real germs absolutely at some point. Mind pollution. Yeah, man. Yeah. So. Just trying to keep her on the right path with some good music. And yeah. Dude, it'll. She'll be listening sunshine. to bullshit yeah. and like watching dumbass movies. Oh, yeah. For and sure. And tweeting I about. I hope she does. Yeah. 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 She could do without the tweeting. It will happen, dude. Yeah. I, mean, I hope I just don't hate my son or daughter. <laughs> You know what I mean? I do. That's like my ultimate. I wouldn't really you ever care. Watch F is for family. No, I haven't. Yeah. Oh god, it's so funny. The dad, he just, he just shits on his kids son. all the yeah. time. Yeah, he's like, you little fuck. Like, you know, it's. it's I would do that. I never want to grow up like. Yeah. Right. I would make fun of my son. Yeah. Well, there's health in that too. I yeah. Think, you know, jabs. You know, you got to learn to take those. If you don't learn to take a jab, then how can you give one? Right. Toughen them. I'm not going to like try to hurt. Really? Oh, yeah. You make fun of you? Oh, hell yeah. Like what type of stuff? Oh, God. Um, I was too fragile. <laughs> I would. Gra- I remember one time when I was younger, I went to grab the remote. He was watching a show or whatever, and I went to grab the remote, and he told me to get my dick beaters off the off the remote. Or whatever. Really? <laughs> yeah, one time we were had a big party or whatever, and actually, I probably shouldn't say that. That's pretty fucking wrong. Why? What? Say whatever you want. I don't You're know. afraid of being too raunchy on this podcast? I don't know who's Say. gonna hear this shit. No, I don't know. He's just a funny guy, and I think we're we're a lot a lot alike. I think, but anyway, um, I guess so. Uh, I was like, a, we were all hanging out over. There. <laughs> we were in California at the time, and I don't know. He said I looked pale. Okay. You know, and he and his, his reference was, "You look like the pivot man in a circle jerk." <laughs> I was just how like, old were you? What the f- oh, probably like twenty one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. The pivot man. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> just, how is your dad so familiar with the circle jerk? That's a good question. That's that you bust back your dad. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know about that? What the fuck is a pivot man in a circle jerk? I'll leave you to think. Just. I guess 
What is it? it? We got to break it down. I don't know. I gave you context clues, I, I think. A, a pivot, man. <laughs> All right, I'll look it up later. <laughs> um, But no, his sense of humor is really, really, really open and fun. And yeah. I mean, but here's the thing, too. Like, when I was in high school, we had Playboy on the living room table. Living room coffee table. Really? Yeah. Whoa. What's that like? It was nothing. There was nothing to it. I mean, it was... How old are, like, were you then, or just all the way growing up? I mean, that or? was probably when I was in high school, so it was probably, you know, 10th grade on or something like that. Really? But it wasn't a big deal. Interesting. I mean, at 10th grade, I've already seen stuff, so it wasn't like this new thing, you know? Interesting. Yeah. You weren't, were you weren't re- raised religious at all? No. Okay. No. We went to a Methodist church maybe two or three times. Okay. That's interesting that that's the case, because I think with the way I grew up and the circle I grew up in, yeah. pornography was, as like a church kid, it was the only thing anyone ever talked about. Well, if you were a church kid, it was this, it was just made such a big deal. It was the opposite of porno mag on the coffee table. Mm-hmm. It was everything. It was don't look at porn, don't look at porn. It was this thing done in secret that every yeah, fucking sex kid. sex is forbidden, for sure. And yeah. Religion, a lot of religions, yeah, for sure. So for but you. at the same time, my stepmom would sit there and read it. Yeah. So it wasn't even like a tits and ass. It's not even how it was perceived. It was, right. And Another granted, magazine. I mean, let's be real. It's what it was, but. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of work a lot of a lot of uh, interviews lot of and articles and yeah. stuff in there. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. That's, and that's another thing. If you make stuff a big deal, it's going to be a big deal. If you mm-hmm. sure is. If you just kind of just whatever, it's whatever. Then it will be whatever. That's the dude. That's a really interesting subject because Pete Holmes talks about that a little bit. Like the idea his first wife I think this is really fascinating Mm -hmm. his first he would like struggle with pornography that's what we say in Christian worlds it's like you look at porn and it's like you struggle was he grew up Christian he did yeah okay Okay. so him and his wife Christian and he would talk about his wife he would talk about his wife saying you know his relationship with pornography and like his wife like he was always very ashamed of it Mm -hmm. and his wife told him like I wouldn't feel bad if you looked at porn, but the fact that you're so ashamed of it and you're so ashamed of yourself for looking at it makes me feel bad when you do. If you just openly looked at porn and you had no shame about it, it would not bother me at all. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that he's experiencing all this shame makes her feel like she should look down upon him and feel bad about yeah, she it. Has some, she, it sounds like she had some kind of... Um, um, what do you call it for him? You know, like she felt bad for him because he was. Yeah. He, stru- he struggled with something that he liked, you know, and it was something that he was told to forbid, but he. That might be it. Just the fact that he's going through this and it it's a big deal to him. But if it wasn't a big deal, she'd be like, yeah, I, my husband looks at pornography. Yeah. You take the air out of it with Absolutely. like putting the porn. You're not going to be like openly looking at that porno mag. You know, because, or like all the time, because right. it's like, it's always there. It's not a big deal. I think that's interesting. It just becomes a really convoluted topic um, because so many out, outside factors weigh into it, like religion and yeah. um, 
morals and I mean people will cast a label or cast a uh, a light on you you know because you do or do not do something yeah and I'm not talking about just pornography but anything yeah sure I mean, yeah. If, at one point in time if you liked rock and roll you were yeah devil spawn I mean how dumb is that right you know how stupid is that yeah it's these connotations exactly and it's so it's so uh, misdirected and and counterproductive yeah, I think it's this idea of like saying this is this and this is that and you should feel bad and you should feel this way to dictate how someone should feel about yeah. their own actions. It's like it's this is like, what I think of it, so you have to think of it like right. that. Right. No, that's not the way the world works. Yeah. That's Yeah, how did your how was your relationship with your parents? With your dad calling you the pivot man. <laughs> that, that was great. My, like I said, man, the, the sense of humor in my family, and my parents are divorced, so I had dad and stepmom and mom and stepdad, and sense yeah. of humor in my family on both sides has been nothing but great. Yeah. I mean, on, on one side of the family, it's all, I mean, uh, most of the time it's movie quoting. Yeah. You know, funny movie quoting and, and, and other, you know, shenanigans or whatever. And then, right. You know, on the other side, it's another kind of humor, but it's all about humor. Like, there's not a lot, like, that gets taken extremely seriously. And, right. You know, there's no extreme conservative uh, conservatism yeah. on either side of my family. Like, it's just relaxed. It's very relaxed. No holy grails. No holy grails. That's, that's, I think that what's really cool about humor is it is honesty. Well, that's. I think that's why comedians are so important. Yeah. They push the boundaries and, and make people think stuff that they may be afraid to think. You know? Yeah. They may be afraid to think or even accept that they actually thought it. But right. But the comedian says it and you find the humor in it and it's like, gotcha. It's okay. It goes from being an intrusive thought to just humor. To being normal yeah. and fine. And realizing that these things happen in the world. Some people are so damn afraid that you know this happened or that happened or whatever and it just it, it weighs on their daily life and it didn't even affect them uh, personally you know yeah. it's like the person that you know that always talks about the, the the most latest worst crime that happened yeah you know you run into so and so and they're like did you hear about that kid or did you hear about yeah. that lady or that guy you know and it's like if you're gonna talk about this every time I see you then it's never gonna stop because right. something bad happens every day dude multiple bad shit yeah and you're just talking about one day thing. Yeah. And you're just gonna every day is gonna be like that for you because yeah. all you're gonna do wake up make your coffee or whatever and then you know you're gonna flip on the news and go oh my god I can't believe that this is going on every yeah. day come on man yeah. That's why I booted Facebook, and okay. I don't watch the news very often. Um, it's so damn depressing, and yeah. unless there's like a, unless there's like a, you know, like a manhunt or like a something live, happening, something directly something affecting live you. happening yeah. where I'm at, I right. don't, need, I don't, I don't see where it's necessary. It's noise. It's noise. It's mind pollution. And it's just going to make you feel bad. And it's going to make you have intrusive thoughts. Sure is. You know, and you're like, what if it happened to me? And it's just going to weigh and you start obsessing over it yeah. in your head. And then it's just like, it's so dumb. It is dumb. And it almost connects back to you preemptively keeping your baby from doing something wrong. Yeah. It's the preemptive idea is I'm worried about the potential of this affecting me. This weird ass news story that I'm like, oh, well, what if blah, blah, blah. it's like, OK, relax, because it's not affecting you right now. It's mm -hmm. not affecting your loved ones. It's just something that happened to someone. And you have to realize that that happens. You can't yeah. let those kind of things 
put fear into you right or scare you because it happens every day yeah and it's just going to continue to happen Mm -hmm. and if you're going to allow each instance to put fear into you then it's just going to be tough for you man because there's foresight you know talking about preventing that yeah there's foresight and there's paranoia it's hard to know the line but have to be careful yeah for sure i think uh definitely in terms of like news and facebook articles and I'm just, it's like, dude, relax, relax, or do something about it. Be proactive. Don't post a dumb article from whatever the fuck blog it is. If it's a problem, take a step. I was so, I was so guilty of that, and that's probably the reason why I got off Facebook, is during the last election cycle, I was just... Uh, kind of befuddled like just what in the hell is going on you know and uh i got into it with enough people on facebook and i read enough crazy stupid shit and then then there was the fake news thing yeah and i just got to a point one day where i was like this is so counterproductive yeah to my happiness (laughs) you know what were you getting into what sort of like feelings um, and thoughts were you just the whole like the way the the divide of the country the red versus the blue and the and the trump versus this and it just got to be too much and i just was i just i was done with it and and i've been cooler ever since man like i don't need i've checked in or logged into facebook like twice and one was just to you know um it was my birthday and i wanted to say thanks to people who reached out to me you know and like i don't know if that's corny or not whatever i just wanted to be respectful and say hey guys thanks but i'm out of here again you know um and uh but other than that i'm, I'm done i don't even need like i don't put i don't even pick that's another thing i was picking my phone up too much okay and then now i just i don't really pick my phone up a lot you know yeah uh, maybe for a couple things but that's about it uh you were picking up the phone were you on were you waging the war for the blue team no no i was just constantly checking facebook it got to a point where i was like okay my wife started complaining you know okay. that like sheesh like put that damn thing down yeah and then I was like at first I brushed it off like nah whatever like I'm, I'm, I'm involved in a debate here this matters this is important yep and then I got to a point where I was like she's right and this is not important at all yeah so bye see ya and I haven't looked back and it's been like two or three months and I like couldn't feel less affected by it yeah yeah and I could not feel less affected by it isn't that interesting I think there's a point where we think where you thought you think, oh, this matters. Almost this is all that matters. Well, I think, it, yeah, because I yeah. think you get to a point where you want to, um, you feel like you're, you feel like your perspective is the right perspective and you feel like you want to encourage people to understand it. Right. And you want to. They got know, the answers. Yeah. yeah. And um, some of the people I was arguing with were self-described rednecks, hillbillies and stuff. Okay. Self-described. Right. And proud. Mm-hmm. And one guy even said to me, well, John, you're talking to a bunch of people who don't want to learn. And when he said that at the time, I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard. How could you not want to learn about this shit? Yeah. And now I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I understand. You understand that mindset. Yeah. He was way ahead of me. Yeah. He's like, I'm just focused on my family. I'm focused on going fishing and having a good time. Right. And now I'm like, I'm focused on building this lemonade stand yeah <laughs> hanging out listening to some Pearl Jam or whatever and yeah playing some music and you know the rest of it can just be gone I don't care anymore and I 
It's some people are gonna hear you say that and say you gave up. Oh, for you sure. quit. Yeah, you yeah. quit waging the war. That's okay. I'll accept that. I did. Maybe I did. But was it really even a war in the, in the first place? Was there anything? Was there any meat there? Was there any content there to begin with? Yeah. Was there any sort of battle to be won? Right. I've got a really, really old and good friend that, I mean, he's one of the most intellectual people I know. Mm-hmm. And he can he can talk over me, you know, talk over my head where I'm like, whoa, 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 back up, back right. up. What, what happened? Where? What, yeah. what, is, what is it? And I mean, just knows, I feel like, I feel like he knows everything about all mm-hmm. the current politics and everything. And, and I mean, it's no secret, you know, I ask him like, what in the hell do you do this for, man? Right. Like, every day you're just on top of everything. Like, why? Yeah. Like what, what, and he even, he, I don't know, I get it. I don't, I don't, I ask myself the same thing. Is it curiosity? Is it curiosity or does he have a side? I think he's just, over, I think he just he just knows how corrupt things are and all the collusion and all you know the, yeah. the bodies that are piling up everywhere and yeah. it just really bothers him and he doesn't want to let go because maybe he feels like he'll be giving up. I don't know. Yeah. But he's a very big brain. He's got a very big brain as far as that stuff is and and yeah. We used to share articles and you know you read this and oh man that's. Right, deep and whatever, and then now I'm just, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care anymore. I think that's okay. Yeah. I think it is because personally, um, if I feel compelled enough, I'm gonna stop posting articles and I'm gonna get off my ass and I'm gonna say, "Well, let me sign a petition for this Paris climate change agreement." Mm-hmm. You know, let me figure out how I can take a step in the right direction. But yeah. for now, for me, I'm worried about my lemonade stand. Right. Because I can't, like this guy, like this guy that's like, I don't want to learn. It's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if something truly egregious is happening and you feel compelled, like I cannot sit quietly. Cool. But just getting upset in this, just being upset, drinking your poison, being angry at someone else. Mm -hmm. Yep. Not helpful, you know? Yeah. And, and... And it's, I don't know if it's the right term or not, but it's virtual reality, you know, in a sense, because I'm at, just paint the picture. I'm at my house with Mm -hmm. my wife and kid and we're doing whatever. And simultaneously, I'm face down this phone having this argument with someone who I haven't haven't seen in years and probably not going to see in years. And it's like, what in the hell am I doing? Right. So you, it's like, what's to be gained? I think just uh, you know, I don't know, what is to be gained? I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's a virtual battle. Yeah, it's it's silly. Yeah, it's really dumb. But but you can firsthandedly see the the divide that's yeah currently you know yeah taking shape in our in our country. I mean, the red and blue thing is just crazy, and I think a lot of those people who are adamant Trump supporters I wonder if they could answer I'm not no, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to generalize um, I'm speaking just on a few people that I know personally and yeah. that I've talked to but I'm I wonder if they could even answer questions about his policies it's just I, a team to jump on I think you know it's like someone who I think it's on both sides though I think I think a lot of people are jumping on teams maybe yeah I think the safety it's an identity there's a safety route mm-hmm. you know something that makes you feel safe yeah. Because you got these people who are afraid of this and these people who are afraid of that and this candidate 
advertises protection from that. Right. And this candidate, you know, likewise. So, yeah, you're probably dead on there. Well, I think that's true, and that's important, too, to think about these people that have different ideas from you. They're just... the fighting, though, is... Well, it's the it's you're defending your own intelligence, you're defending your own thought process, you're defending your own um, even sense of empathy or being able to connect to other people. When people like for a Trump supporter, people may say, "You're an asshole. You hate Mexicans. You want to shoot people with guns. You're you know what I mean." Mm-hmm. And these people get upset because they're being called bigots and racists. You know, uh, yeah. so now they have to defend their own sense of being a good person. You know, so now they're mad. Someone calls you a racist. You're yeah. gonna get pissed because you're not a racist. Right or now you you're do emotional as a racist. Yeah. Right. Do you think it comes from the top? Do you, you think mean? that that's? Do you think that propaganda has led? You know, from the, oh my from the different candidacies. All right. If you want to get into this. I don't want to get into it. Let's you not, let's not do right. the politics thing. That's yeah. so beat down. I'm not even, because I'm not even, I'm not even on a team. <laughs> Me neither. It's all, it's all show. Mm-hmm. It's all a game. Yeah, and I don't think there's, I think our reach is done. We don't have a reach anymore. It's out of our control. I believe so. It'll be anarchy. I believe it's totally out of our control. Yeah. I think the, there's too many backs to scratch in Washington, D.C. and For anyone to have pure intentions. Yeah, I think yeah. even the people that you see on TV and in the news who seem like bitter enemies are probably friends in real, in real life, or yeah. at least cordial, you know? Absolutely. Hey, good jab. You know, it's going to play well with my other thing that's coming down the pipeline. Yep. That kind of thing. Right. It's all, a, it's all a game. So, in turn, we're pawns. We are pawns. <laughs> That's one reason I don't get upset. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to play your game. Yep. Maybe you'll get other people to play your game, but you conspiracy theorists, just out of curiosity. I am not. You're not? Okay. I enjoy I them. Am. I think yeah. they're fun and I yeah. and they're entertaining. And uh, I've been down rabbit holes myself, but yeah. um, I tend not to believe them. Uh, I'm full on. Are you? Oh, man. I have my own. <laughs> I've got a guy for you. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. He's not like bonkers, is he? He's very intelligent. Cool. Very, very intelligent. Awesome. You have a lot of fun chatting with him. Sweet. Uh, Yeah, I'll get his number. But, okay, what I do want to ask you about, um, to, like, bring it back, is I want to give you the opportunity to be, like, an unrelatable dad. Because, okay, so when we talked uh, last week. Yeah. We were talking about uh, dudes don't. Dudes do not respond to fatherhood like women respond to motherhood and babies. Yeah, for sure. So when you found out you were having a kid, what was your... Were you trying to have a kid? We weren't trying, but we weren't not trying. Either. Okay. So when you found out you were having a kid, yeah. your... What were your emotions? What were your like... It's happy. You, what, happy for what? I was cool. I've always wanted kids. Okay. And I, when I was even when I was like fourteen or fifteen, I always had this idea that I'd be married by twenty five, twenty six, and okay. kids by twenty eight. Yeah. And I'm glad it didn't take that. That route. I'm glad it didn't take to that. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad yeah. It, t- it waited. Right. Um. But yeah, I, I was happy, nervous. What were um, you? What do you want? Because when I imagine a child, it's me playing basketball against my child when he's a grown ass, like eighteen. What do I old. picture? Yeah. What do you picture? I always pictured. Uh, Lemonade thing? <laughs> well, no. I always pictured me and my daughter in a recliner. Okay. 
How old? Feet up. She's sitting in the you know crook of my arm, and we're yeah. just watching TV together. Oh, that's always been my thing. Yeah. Okay, so you were kind of hype on having kids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, especially with my wife too. Right. With yeah. the woman you love and right, starting right, a family right. with someone's pretty awesome. And it was it was unexpected. It wasn't like you know, like I said, we weren't trying, but we weren't not trying. Right. Yeah. And then when it happened. It was just fun. It was it was exciting. Yeah. It was awesome, you know. And there's a lot that happens in the days after where you're, in, you know, right? Not days, but weeks after when you reach a certain. Uh, I think it's like twelve, fourteen, or sixteen weeks. Once you get to that mm-hmm. safe space where you're, it's going to be a successful term. Yeah. Um, Nine month term. Then you start announcing it. And that yeah. was a lot of fun too, you know, because my daughter's my mom's first grandchild, so yeah. that was ecstatic news. You know, she was my mom, yeah, nuts. You know, so at that point, it's 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 not because it's it's really not about the actual baby, the person, but it's about the idea of the event of the baby bringing everyone together and kind of understanding that this huge life event is happening. Because it's not about the actual person of the baby, because it's not even out. Yeah, but at the same time, it is because people, you know, I mean, even the two of us, um, we would talk about. Do you need a bottle opener? I have a lot. You don't? Okay, yeah. Um, but, you know, we would talk about, you know, you, you kind of like, what's, she, what's he or she going to be like? Yeah. And, okay. Are they going to do this? And right. so, yeah, you are thinking about who they are and who they're going to okay. be and who they're going to look like and whose feet they're going to have. And, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And um, I knew the sex the whole time my wife didn't. Okay. She didn't want to know I did, so... Yeah. The, you had already fantasized about what life's going to be like with a little girl. Mm-hmm. And it was tough. I mean, I, I, I basically had this envelope from the ultrasound tech that had girl, it's a girl written in it, and yeah. just stuffed it in my sock drawer, and, you know... That's she, a hard secret to keep. Yeah, I've, and I screwed up a lot. You really? Know, saying, well, she'll... And then I'd have to throw in a heel, you know, like heel or, or heel. Oh, or she, you he spilled or she the or beans. Yeah, it's yeah. impossible not I to. Know. But, but at I the know. same time, I think I did such a decent job covering it up or adding confusion right. to it yeah, that she still didn't know okay. until the day, you know, at yeah. three o'clock in the morning when I received her, right, and handed her to my wife. So. Well, that's and that's one thing I wanted to the actual receiving because you thought people had told you leading up, yeah. They were like, once that baby pops out, you're going to look at that baby, and that baby's going to be the love of your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And you look at it, and your you said your initial response was like, you didn't have that huge epiphany revelation I didn't. moment. And yeah, I, and I've talked to other um, guys, too, that you know share that sentiment where it's like, yeah. yeah, I didn't fall in love right away. I think that's, like you said before, I think that's more so the lady side of things yeah um and i don't know why and i don't even know if that's a generalization i don't know but yeah you know it i mean don't i mean it's it's just you of course you're like oh you know this is so awesome right i love this little kid you know right. this is fun yeah and you know you have like your moments alone where you think about protecting them and you think about raising them and doing this and that with them and just staring at them yeah you know they make little faces and little noises and it's great um, yeah but you know, it, it it took a while to, like, have moments where I was just, like, you know, hit you right in the feels when you... Yeah. Like, you know, I, it's something so... Like, when she when I received her, when she was born, I received her, I literally 
like laughed and cried at the same time. Yeah. It was like I was smiling and laughing and tears rolling down my face. And then like a week later at home, I'm holding her in the rocking chair. Yeah. It was probably like three or four in the morning or something like that. Uh, we were on shifts, so like you know, one would sleep here and the other one would sleep there. Yeah. And uh, her freaking bottom lip puckered up real big, and she started crying, and it just that just, did it. Yeah, just tears coming yeah. down her face, and it's like happiness though. It's like, whoa, man, this is crazy. Like so inexplicable. You, yeah, yeah. So you have to deal with emotions that you don't, you're not expecting. It was not like snap of a finger. You know, you're like, whoa. Well, that's the crazy thing, because it's the idea of something that you did not understand, and you could not understand, and you still are feeling this way, ultra-emotional, but you're still, mm-hmm. like, puckered lip did it. Yeah. You know? Puckered lip and the and the sound of the cry. Yeah. You know? So it's now... It's so it, weird. But at this <laughs> point, so you're... That's, that's going to be the crazy thing. It's like, when you're... You find yourself loving this ball of mush you know <laughs> yeah yeah when they started she's to- 11 months yesterday and uh she's close to walking she's got personality now she's yeah. saying mama and dada and you know for dog she says dog dog yeah no g just dog dog you yeah know? and so like these things are starting to happen where you know, I remember the first time she reached for me. Yeah. You know, there's things that happen along the way that just, it's just like one good turn after the other. Yeah. And I missed all the tough times. Yeah. The, that's cool. Cause I, it's, that's the scary thing for me when I think about it is all I see is tough times or the, I think most more than anything inconvenient, right? It depends on how you set yourself up. Right. That's on you. Yeah, that's on you. I mean, if you if you're gonna be a new parent and you're gonna want to continue mm-hmm. living your social life and doing things, it's gonna right. be tough on you. Yeah, you know, because even as even like on uh, date night, mm-hmm. you know, at maybe two or three o'clock in the morning, and then again at six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, you're still a parent. Right. So you think date night go out. And, Mm-hmm. Fine, go to a concert, have drinks, and yeah. maybe have too many drinks. Right. But when you come home, you're still a parent. You still got to be there. So yeah. It's tough, man. It's like a lot of reorganizing and a lot of mental changes have to take place. And it's not always easy. And it's not always, it doesn't always happen. I mean, sometimes you go, oh, well, I feel a little unprepared for that, you know? Yeah. And not just about going out and having fun, but just in other realms, you know? So, you mm-hmm. know, things happen. But, um, yeah, you got to reach that level it's of on maturity. You, it's on you. To, wait, it's on, so it's on you as a parent to... to look at what's ahead of you. Okay. And adjust accordingly. Yeah. You and, know, yeah. you know for a fact that your child's not sleeping through the night yet. Right. So, you know, if you're going to stay up to a certain hour and do some boozing... Yeah. <laughs> You got to be ready to, yeah. what's that saying? It's like, if you're going to hoot with the owls at night, you got to soar with the eagles in the, in the yeah. morning. Yeah, <laughs> that's, okay, yeah, that's, uh... <laughs> you got to be ready. And it, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm so thankful that I'm not a, a single parent, and that's, I have nothing but respect for a single parent, because the thought of doing it alone yeah. blows my mind. They got to be some yeah. of the toughest people on earth, man. Yeah, man. Because that's, I've seen parents 
that, that's one thing. I mean, I've talked to like my boss about this as a kid and stuff. It's and he'll like you know we talk about stuff. He's um, because he sees parents all the time that he's around and stuff, and it's evident that you can be a bad parent. You can just neglect. You know what I mean? It's up to you how much you want to invest in your child and take care of your child and be there and soar with the eagles in the morning or you can just <laughs> phone it in you know it's easy it's interesting because he's like yeah like and we all phone it in yeah everybody phones it in sometimes yeah but it's it's that level of it's not just that's what i find interesting it's not like i'm a parent i'm just gonna do it like you can phone it in mm-hmm. yeah i phoned it in this morning yeah you know my wife let me sleep in right you know baby was i um, and and it, it flip-flops early in her life she was breastfeeding so mm-hmm. it was uh, my wife getting up a lot in the middle of the night and yeah. um, as of late I've been getting up more um, so last night you know I came to bed at probably 12.30 she was up at 1.30 yeah smashed the bottle went back to sleep yeah she was up again at 6 or 6.30 yeah fed her again and the whole time I'm letting my wife sleep Right, and then when the baby woke up again, she fell asleep again till about I think I think it was about eight or nine, mm-hmm. more probably more eight. She woke up again, and my wife got up, took her downstairs, let me sleep till ten. Yeah, and so last weekend it was the opposite. I yeah. did. I let her sleep. And I take the baby downstairs. You know, so it's, well, it's a give just, and take, and, and yes, yeah, yeah, that's that's you that's getting what you the mean opportunity by phoning it in. I don't know if that's what you meant by that, but I mean no, I mean I think that's fine because you're you have an understanding where it's like, Hey, mm-hmm. you can phone it in half the time, but I'm going to phone it in half the time. You have an arrangement where you're like, yeah, we're going to take care of our kid. Luckily there's two of us mm-hmm. and we can be a great parent team because mm-hmm. we can share this time. But what I mean when phone it in, what my, my boss, his observation is he sees parents that you can take the easy route out. You can throw your kid in front of a TV. You can mm. not take your kid to guitar lessons. You can do this. You can mm. neglect your kid. You can do the things you want to do. You can phone it in the morning. You can do all these things that are selfish and are for you. If you neglect the needs and interests of your child, it's always there. It's always an opportunity. You don't owe your kid that. There are minimum standards that you can give your kid food, water, shelter, and all the bullshit. But if you really want to be a good parent and really love someone and you're going to sacrifice and say, you know what? I don't want to sleep in, you know, you or your wife, you could say, we're going to, one of us is going to wake up and feed our kid and spend time with it. You don't have to, but you, you can, or you can't. And then and a lot of times too, we are up at the same time. Right. Most yeah. of the time, the sleeping in thing is not, that's not even normal. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's getting more normal now because yeah. we're getting more comfortable with things and more, you know, if I know for a fact that Friday night or Friday starting in the morning, she had a long day. Yeah. You know, I know she had to drive way out to wherever for yeah. her job and then come home and then she was with the baby while I was at work. And, you know, then it's like, okay, Saturday morning, I might just quietly pick the baby up and go right. downstairs. And I think she does the same thing. It's just like kind of like being omnipresent and aware of what you're just as much as you're aware of what's going on with the baby, you're aware of what's going on with your spouse. Dude, that's, <clears throat> that's amazing. Cause that's what it is as you 
I mean, I've said like when you get married, it's like, okay, now it's like me and my wife's needs. Then when you have a kid, it's like just the kids needs for both of us. And then understanding, like looking out for your team, your wife, your kid and understanding. Cause that's awesome. That's something I think, I don't know you. It sounds like you don't really think much of it. The fact that you're aware of where your spouse has been and what they're feeling and what they're thinking and how they're even like, do they need more sleep? I think that's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, we share calendars. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. I get, yeah. That's awesome though. You keep track. Yeah. Well, you know, you look out. It's a helpful, helpful in uh, numerous ways, babysitting and stuff like that. But, uh, you have to be, man. I mean, and, and I think a lot of people do it and they just don't even realize they're doing it. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I think you're kind of doing. And then you voice that. Uh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. even think you're really... I mean, it's... it's well, one there of those... is some cognizance to it, for sure. Yeah. Like, definitely, you know, you want symbiosis yeah. in your household, then you need to be a little bit mm-hmm. present. You need to be a little bit aware of what's going on. Right. And like you said before, there's give and take. You got to be... Yeah. You're a unit. You're all one. Yeah. You're, you know what I mean? If she's and next tired, year, there'll probably tired. be another one. Yeah. There'll be four of us. Yeah. So then there's that paradigm shift. And I, I think there's, I mean, I talked about this on the podcast I'm going to put out tomorrow, but it's the, I think you really have a new appreciation of life. The more you add more people in and the more you feel as though you have to self sacrifice for other and the more you're concerned about the well-being of others i think and the less about yourself i think the more even though it seems counterproductive and contrarian to look out for others over yourself there might be more fulfillment in that it gets hard sometimes for sure i mean yeah yeah definitely priorities shift and change and sometimes you're aware of it and sometimes you're not sometimes it just you realize it has to happen and you just do it yeah um but uh, sometimes, you know, I get off work at 7. Yeah. And it's been a weird day or a tough day. Right. Get home and you just, you need 15, 20 minutes to yourself to just kind of decompress. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have that 15, right. 20 minutes. Uh-huh. So what do you do? Problem solve, right? Mm-hmm. So turn your, your necessary 15, 20 minutes decompression into an enjoyable time for her too. Yeah. Throw her in the, uh, you know, little car with the push behind. Yeah. Go for a 25 minute walk. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah. She gets to stare at the trees and yeah, talk to herself and or talk to me or whatever. And it's, it, you, you learn, you learn how to problem solve, mm-hmm. a lot, you know, a lot. And I think a lot of it happens un, underneath your nose, man, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you just instinctively do it. You have to. I think even you You're saying that. line of defense. Yeah. I think even you saying you just do it, I think is such a great line. It's just like understanding responsibility and not even looking at it as an opportunity to be responsible or do the right thing. It's just, oh, you do. You do it. Because some people don't. Some people are like, they know the right thing. They know what they're going to do. And it's like, I'm going to choose not to. But the idea that you're just, 
you just you get it done mm-hmm. it's interesting it's a weird thing with like fulfillment that you get from that yeah and I want to say I think that it's natural I want to say I think everybody's like that to an extent I mean I'm sure there's outliers but I want to I want to say that you know when you get given this it's baby yeah it's depending on you for survival yeah you're aware of the dangers yeah you're aware of the necessities you know <laughs> right. baby's gotta eat uh-huh. you know baby needs to be changed you know oh we've got <clears throat> she, you know he or she's crying mm-hmm. well okay there's a handful of reasons why they could be crying let's figure it out yeah yeah, but oh, you know, maybe I'm. I don't know. My wife did a ton of research. Yeah, like immense. Uh huh. So much, in in fact, that there was sometimes where I was like, you know, <laughs> information overload. I can't right. read this right now. Yeah. You know, but but it was all good. You know, some of it you can. T- you know say oh well I, I see what they're saying but right. I don't necessarily believe yeah I don't know about that one it's a bit far fetched or whatever but then other times you're like that is cool right. I'm glad I read that that's even life is the idea of being open to all this knowledge mm-hmm. and then also having the discernment to be like yeah you know what I don't connect with that baby book that doesn't seem right to me but had you not read that baby book that you didn't connect with and being open to it, you might have not read another one that you were like, awesome, so glad I read that. Mm-hmm. That'll be good for the future. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, a buddy of mine, um, he's got two kids himself. He uh, gave me a book. <clears throat> it, uh, it basically lays out the first 12 months of their life. Yeah. Uh, each chapter is a new month and gives you kind of an expectation. You know, this is what you should or could see this month and or, you know this period in their life and uh it's a lot of it's spot on really you know yeah and there's a movie called happiest baby on the block there's a book too um and that's pretty good yeah and they deal one i think one of the biggest things they talk about is the um it's like the six s's and i can't name them all it's like swaddle and all these different things but like with a newborn you swaddle them in a blanket and it's it's kind of uh-huh. tight they feel like it resembles them being in the womb still yeah and you sway swing you know um pass fire and it's it's just information that you learn along the way you know because it can be nerve-wracking going oh my gosh like what am i gonna do like when this mm-hmm. happens or that happens but when you get the information and you go this is cool yeah i feel good i feel like i still have a lot to learn but i feel good you feel I got a good, equipped. I got a good foundation to work from. Yeah. And then some of it, like I said before, it just, I think, is innate in people. Yeah. Just like it is with animals. Maternal. You. Maternal, yeah. You know how to take care of your babies. Unless you're a bear and you eat the... Right. <laughs> eat the babies. But do they really do that? I think so. I think the... Oh, that's crazy. Black bears or something. They eat the male babies. Interesting. Because it's competition. That's, I think, the maternal instinct is fascinating. Too too many podcasts. No, that's a thing. I think, yeah, there's, I know alligators do that. Um, Yeah, but I think a lot of animals do. But I find that fascinating, like the maternal instinct in wildlife and stuff. It's just all of them know how to raise a child and defend the child. It's insane. Yeah, exactly. It's innate, right? Seemingly. That is a. I think that's an absolute truth. 
mothers, things that bear offspring inherently also feel the need to protect up until the point where they can defend themselves. You know? Yeah. It's weird, man. There's a podcast I was listening to and um, <laughs> it's so far out. Yeah. But these birds, these the specific species of birds, when the babies are born, the mom and dad fly to a, the bottom of a cliff Yeah. and wait for them to jump off. Oh, I've seen that. It's on planet Earth. And like hit the rocks on the way down. Yeah. And the ones that survive, I yeah. guess they take them under their wing and go, yeah. which is so far out to me. It's, it is bizarre because I've seen that. It's, uh, I've seen it because they like, they fall down the mountain. They're hitting rocks along the way. Yeah. And so a lot of them don't make it. Yeah. It's weird, right? It's, it's very weird. But it's just how they, it's, it's very, uh, unempathetic because a lot of times you see the mother and the mother is very nurturing and very protective but then all of a sudden there'll be a mother be like I'll protect you but you gotta survive this cliff fall <laughs> yeah you gotta fall down and the cliff I think they're just like bashing against rocks on yeah. the way down yeah it's far out it makes yeah. you it makes me wonder like as far as evolution goes what led them to that point like what happened? Like what? What was the evolutionary process where the parents said, "All right, you see that fucking drop off over there? We're going to go to the bottom and wait for you. Yeah, you go ahead and jump. Let's see how you do." It's just to me, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, usually adaptation is adaptation is for you know this um, natural selection is right. for survival yeah. and for um, the chance to reproduce. Right. It's I don't of, see how jumping off a cliff leads towards survival and the opportunity to reproduce. I mean, except for the ones that make it. But. I think here's what it is. Because I remember it's on planet Earth and I'm remembering now. Okay. Um, they, I think the birds put their eggs there because it keeps them from predators. That's why they put them in the cliffs, in the rocks. Okay. So is it on the side of the cliff or is it like on top? Like where you would walk and... It's on... It's basically in... You ever seen, like, those uh, a mountain goat? Oh, yeah, where they're climbing, like, the yeah. side of a... It's like one of those. Yeah, it's like a mountain goat sort of territory. Mm -hmm. And they put these eggs there because it keeps them from predators. So, inherently, to keep eggs safe, they have to put them in this very precarious spot. Hmm. You know? So... So they have no choice but to jump. They have no choice but to hatch in an area where they have to, in order to live life, make it down the mountain because they can't fly. That's crazy. So it is evolutionary because it's they have to put the, they have to be there. They have to start life from preventive, right? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird, man. You think with adaptation and whatnot, they could figure out a way to kind of get them to safety without making them maybe tumble. That's crazy. Maybe yeah. we have to wait a hundred years. Yeah. To see what happens with them. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, things adapt, right? Things evolve. Yeah. And I guess. Until then, gonna have a bunch of <laughs> dead birds at the bottom of a cliff, man. It's crazy, man. They take a hell of a beating when they're going down that thing. Oh, man. Um, what are you looking forward to? What are you looking forward to? What are you really excited about being a dad? What moments? Oh, man. Uh, I'm looking forward right now. Like I was saying before, how everything's kind of like um, one good turn after another. Right. Amidst the chaos. Yeah. Uh, 
that's how it is. It's like mm-hmm. right now I'm looking forward to walking. Yeah. And she's taking four steps on her own. I wasn't there to witness it, but she did. She's done it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll probably be within the next month. She'll start walking. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to talking. Yeah. You know. Wow. And uh, I think I'm. I'm just. Uh, just seeing her progress is just awesome, man. Yeah. You know, like just seeing her do stuff. It's like when you push her around in her car. Her grandpa, whenever he pushes her in it, he makes like a, a race car noise. Uh-huh. And now you push her in it and she mimics that noise. Wow. So she, you're like walking down the street and you hear her over there like, yeah. <laughs> it's the most yeah. adorable thing in the world, you know? Um, so it just, you, you know, you start seeing that she's learning right and like i can say things and she'll respond in ways where i'm like she's receiving language yeah it's so cool you know you want to go outside she looks to the front door where's mama she'll look to whatever door is close by you know to see if mommy's coming home you know same for me you know if my wife does and then um she knows people come from doors exactly yeah where's you know, where's grandma? She looks to the door. Yeah. Because grandma's coming through the door. Yeah. Um, just those those things are just cool to see her grow, you know, to see her learning and to see her, you know. Yeah. It's awesome, man. It's cool. But, you know, like I said, there's times where you're like, oh. Absolutely. I think a lot of times that's all we see. You know, when you're trying to change a diaper and, oh. and it's loaded with poop and... Yeah. At the same time, you're trying to clean them up. They're uh, squirming all over the place. Right. Don't want to be laying there. They're crying yeah. at you, and you're trying to keep them from <laughs> dipping their foot in the dirty diaper. You uh, know, it's just there's. Yeah. And if that's the worst part, <sighs> whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all good, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, it's always like encouraging for single dudes to hear people that are happy and can explain and make i don't know because like even you describing that i make i feel it you know mm-hmm. I'm like you know what that is cool yeah so i think everybody i mean that's natural selection right like the desire to reproduce yeah or is that just the result of wanting to f- survive <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> yeah the, yeah 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 for sure yeah, man. Uh, yeah, well, this has been be great. Do you have anything else you want people to, like, you got to know this, you know? Or you good? Just don't be hard on yourself. Okay. I mean, you know, mistakes are going to happen. Things are going to happen. Baby's going to fall. Things, just things are going to happen. Okay. And you can't sit there and, you know, let it weigh on your mind all day. Like, oh, my God, I'm such a horrible parent. This happened. No, nope, sorry. We're yeah. human. Shit happens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be hard on yourself and uh, get out and just, I don't know, stay busy with them. Cool. You know, stay busy. Don't put them in front of a TV. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. Well, this has been great. Yeah. It's been a fun podcast. Like I said, it was a bucket list to go on a podcast. I listen to them all the time. Yeah. Anytime you want to do it again, just let me know. All right. Will do, man. All right. Say goodbye to everyone. Take it easy. Later.